everybody, what's going on? It's episode 99 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is located right here in Iowa. They will make coffee for you specifically. That is uh, coffee that's been roasted for your order only. They're not roasting hundreds of pounds of coffee and then just praying and hoping somebody buys it. Oh no, this is fresh coffee and it's shipped to your house. You interested? Go to www.couchtowncoffee.com and find a coffee you like and make an order. If you make an order this week, we can even save you 20%. I say we, I say we, but it's Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is offering 20% off to all of the Audible Farm listeners this week. So if you make an order this week, let them know that Audible Farm sent you by entering the code word ukulele. Ukulele is the code word this week. It will save you 20% on all of your orders at Couchtown Coffee. So let them know Audible Farm sent you and save yourself 20% and uh, tell them thanks because Couchtown Coffee is supporting live music just like we are. Why is the code word ukulele this week? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm sitting down with somebody I didn't know until the podcast. Her name's Candace Rowland. And Candace, um, I have no clue how we became Facebook friends, but I saw her sharing some videos of her playing ukulele and singing along, and it kind of intrigued me. So I wanted to see, you know, what was her you know, motivation to do this. She doesn't really play too much in a band or play too many shows or anything like that. She's she's played at some open mic nights and things like that and, you know, around around fires here and there, but, you know, not too much. And it just kind of made me curious as to, you know, what drives her to play the ukulele and record some stuff and uh, get it out there on the internet and you know, whether or not she had any any desire to go out and play shows or if that was something that she had any desire to do at all anyways. So it was just kind of fun getting to know her and and getting to know what drives her to do what she does. And that's one of the things that is uh, fun about music is is you can do whatever you want and there's no not really any rules to it. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. It was fun getting to know Candace and I hope you guys enjoy it just as much as I did. This is episode 99 with Candace Rowland. It's the Audible Farm Podcast, with your host, Peter Stockdale. I'm sitting down today with Candace Roland and Candace. I'm still unsure how you and I became Facebook friends. Like, that's something that still kind of bothered me, because I'm not really one to just add too many people. But I don't know if I saw you, somebody had maybe shared a video of you or something, but that's how I was first introduced to you, or that's how I, like, categorized you online, was you were the gal that was playing ukulele songs on, on my Facebook feed sometimes. And uh, I, was, I was intrigued by it, and I'd actually asked you a while back whether or not you wanted to do a podcast. And, um, well, I guess, you know, it was one of those things timing didn't work out and things but we're finally sitting down talking and uh we've been trying to save as much of the conversation for the podcast as possible but like what got you into playing ukulele or music in general let's start with music in general what what was your drive to play music was ukulele your first instrument there there's five questions go (laughs) um no i tried to play the guitar um when i was about 19 I got a guitar for Christmas that I'd asked for and I loved it I practiced it a little bit here and there um thinking you know I was just going to instantly be good and I wasn't (laughs) um and I don't know I kind of gave up on it which I'm just too much of a perfectionist sometimes to where I won't allow myself to be bad at something long enough to get good at it so I just pick up on one thing and you know uh what's the word I'm looking for? Dabble. I, I dabble with different types of art sometimes. And, um, but I hate being bad at anything. So I just give up too easily. And, but I've always, I've always really loved singing. Um, it's just something that I'll do in my free time. I'll do when I'm alone. Um, and I, I wanted to be able to, to sing in public, I guess. I wanted to be able to not just do karaoke which is you know a blast but um i i really respect other musicians and and the work that they do and how they you know bring people together to me making music is like making magic it brings so much meaning to life and and makes it worth living to me 
Um, and I just wanted to be able to be a part of that. Um, and I didn't want to always have to rely on someone else to play guitar or yeah. accompany me while I was singing. Um, cause I let, or a few musicians let me sing with them at, you know, random open mic nights here and there or their gigs. And I really loved it. Um, but I was just, I don't know, I love instruments in general, even though, you know, I've never considered myself to be super naturally talented at any of them or, or, you know, put enough work into it to where I am. But I saw a ukulele at Guitar Center and I was just like, crap, that's only a hundred bucks, you know? Mm. Um, and so I, I just kind of bought it on a whim thinking it would be something to bring, um, you know, just to make life interesting, I guess, for a while or see if I could do better at that than I did at guitar. You know, it's only got four strings. And um, <laughs> so I, I taught myself some chords uh, with some books and YouTube videos and just kind of used it as an excuse to be able to to sing like wherever I want. You know, you can't just sing a cappella because life isn't, you know, like a like a kid's movie where people are just bursting into song all the yeah, time. True, true, it would yeah. be great, but oh man, we're all skipping down the street, snapping low and stuff. You know, that'd be sweet. <laughs> like, what do you think your drive difference was? Because I mean, you played the guitar and you said you're too much of a perfectionist to sit and quote unquote be bad at something. So you kind of just let it go. But like with the ukulele, you said you like bought books and looked online and, and wanted to get better. Like, did you have a guitar instructor at all? Or did, was it just something you just kind of picked up and was like, let's see if we can figure this out? I just wanted to see if I could figure it out. Um, so I, how did you, how did you learn anything? Did you just go online and learn that way or? No, um, because I, I don't even think YouTube existed back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> But my, my stepdad plays guitar, and he oh, cool. had a bunch of books that he had um, written down the lyrics to songs that he enjoys, um, lots, of, lots of 70s classic rock, um, the Eagles, stuff that's, you know, just a few chords and pretty easy to play. And, you know, I, I like that music, too. I'm kind of old school that way, or I lo love a, different, a lot of different genres. Um, so he gave me a few pointers, and you know, showed me a few different chords. Um, but he, you know, he's not uh, a super, I don't want to say he's not super talented or anything, but, you know, he's self-taught and it's not something that he's ever pursued, you know, um, not as on much professional level, you know, right, yeah. right. Absolutely. Like he was in a few bands here and there several years ago, but, um, so then I, you know, I knew the chords and I'm, I could get those down. But as far as the strumming, I was like, well, how do I do this? How do I keep the right rhythm? And he was like, oh, you know, just do whatever feels good. And I don't know. I still feel like that's one of the main areas where I, where I probably struggle is keeping the right rhythm, um, you know, and singing at the same time. That's something I need to, yeah, <laughs> I need to uh, work on. But I, I had heard somebody say once that. Um your left hand when you're playing is what you know, and your right hand when you're playing is what you feel. Is there any, does that, does that ring any bells? So like, I always thought that was kind of weird that like, especially when I taught guitar lessons, and I'm, I'm still teaching some here and there, but when I was teaching them very frequently, that was the hardest thing to teach someone was how to strum, because you can't like show them exactly how tight to squeeze the pick, you know, because everyone uses a different pick or squeezes it different you know tightness or grips it differently or different sizes of pick. don't even use a pick you know and I mean there's so many there's not really any rules when it comes to the strumming patterns as far as what you can do um I mean just as an example you and I uh were at a jam night earlier tonight at Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern the blues jam on Sunday night and the there was a guy there that was playing and he didn't use a pick you know and like didn't matter. He was just as good as everybody else, you know, so there's really no rules to it. But I think it's kind of interesting that you said that that was like one of the things you kind of struggled with was the strumming pattern because, I mean, quite honestly, I think that's one one of the more challenging things because there's, you can watch thousands and thousands and thousands of videos on like, this is where you put your hands on the frets, but nobody ever really explains how to strum the instrument. You know, that's not really something too many people sit down to explain and it's not easy to explain. So, I mean, you're definitely justified in that sense that that was something that was, you know, difficult to learn, you know, and I mean, he was right just saying, just do it however you feel, you know, whatever you feel is right. And it's, it's going to be right. And, it, you know, 
But like I said, you know, it's tough to teach that. But how did you overcome that when you got to the ukulele then? Um, well, I started off playing some songs that I found that um, it was suggested to just use an up-down strum pattern, and that's, you know, the easiest thing I found. So I, uh, yeah, I, I went with that for a while, and then it kind of evolved into, you know, certain songs. I just kind of felt them a different way, so I would play them a little bit differently. Um, or, you know, with the chords that that went to the song, then I would, um, you know, it just, it started to sound good a particular way, and I'd, I'd play it like that. Um, you know, I definitely would look up what's the proper strum pattern for this in this song, but, you know, trying to think about, well, up, down, up, up, down, up, you know, yeah. while I'm singing was just you know, more um, work than I felt like putting in at the time. And I just get so impatient. I wouldn't want to just be playing strum patterns. I'd want to be singing along with it. So, um, you know, I've, I've kind of rushed into posting videos of, you know, me just, well, I played this a couple times. Sounds good enough to me. I'm going to put it out there for you know, hopefully someone else to enjoy and just so I can remember it and see it myself um, before I lose my nerve and oh, decide yeah. not to not to play anymore, not to um, not to post anything because that self-consciousness is still always there. You know, I um, have such a such a respect for musicians and um, I'm just, you know, captivated by by how complex and, and beautiful they can they can make a show. Um, and, you know, trying to compare yourself to, to someone that's been really putting in a lot of work is just, you know, I felt that if I, if I do start to try and compare myself to other people, then, you know, I don't get very far. I have to do something just because I love doing it. Um, and that's, that's why I do it, because it, it just brings me a lot of joy. It takes me somewhere else. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's true, but I heard there was a, that there's some study or something that shows that when you're singing, your mind is in a different place than when you're talking. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, the, I could see that just generally on the aspect of, like, people with accents singing and all the accent disappears, or people with a stutter and their stutter disappears when they sing. You know, I could definitely see that. It's got to. It's got to be using a different part of your brain or something. You know, there's got to be something going on there. So, I could definitely see that being, you know, an escape at least, if nothing else. Um. So, like, do you think that the ukulele was just easier to learn then, and that's why you stuck with it, or do you think that, like, I guess, uh. To me, like, I picked up the guitar first and learned the guitar, and then I picked up a ukulele later. And I can play one, not very well, but I can play one. I can play chords and play songs and things like that. But I stuck with the guitar, and you you did the flip-flop. You picked up guitar first, and then you went to ukulele, and you stuck with the ukulele. Is there Was there, like, a reason you chose the ukulele, or did you just gravitate towards it better? Or was it just the fashion statement of the time where it's just like, well, this is what, you know people are doing is they're playing ukuleles now so I'm gonna play one or what was it <laughs> um no and I didn't really know any anyone else that played one um since I've since I've played you know just the past few years I've met other people that have or I've met other girls that are like oh you know I tried playing that too because because I love to sing and I just want to be able to accompany myself um and I've I'm almost just I love being contrary so t for me to do something just because other people are doing it you know um that's that's just not really me but yeah, that's definitely not the reason why you did it, no <laughs> no um I think it's because I had an electric guitar in the beginning and you know the way that I like to sing or just my I feel like people that play electric guitar have so much more of it feels like they just have a natural understanding of where they're supposed to put their hands or what they can experiment with and um I just never really um unfortunately took too much music theory when I was in school um just kind of told myself that you know there are people that are musicians and there are people that are not and same with art but that's I've found not the case you know that uh, people are capable of doing whatever they set their mind to for real you know, or you can be good at anything if you really 
if you really work at it. Um, so I've, you know, even though I'm, you know, a lot of other people started young and that's kind of intimidating, I am glad I've finally let go a lot of that fear of, you know, singing in front of people, playing in front of people, um, because it feels so good to let go of fear no matter what kind it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's really difficult. And I mean, even me being somebody who's played, you know, dozens or whatever of shows, I still have that odd, like, self-conscious fear or whatever um, to an extent. It's not like I get, like, nervous, you know, before shows too much. I still get a little bit of nerves. But um, maybe in the whole fact that, like, I don't think I'd be comfortable playing a ukulele singing, you know, and then just being like, hey, world, this is the thing I did. You know, I would be so self-conscious to do that. So just the fact that you can do that is, um, you know, the fact that you're strong enough to do that is pretty, pretty awesome. I, I think about the same parallel there with, like, music, people who write music, like uh, full songwriters, people who write, like, something to an acoustic song. Um, I mean, there's plenty of people that come to mind, maybe not from your area down here that I would know, but I... I've written songs, but I'm always just like, nobody's going to like this. And then you just crumple it up and throw it away because it's like, I don't think anybody will like this. But like some people have the strength to put it out there and see what see what people think, you know. And, and more often than not, the, the feedback's positive. I mean, almost nobody ever goes out of their way to tell you you did a bad job. Plus, like, the best part about somebody else playing music is they're playing music and you don't have to do it, you know. Like, and that's one of the th- reasons I think I enjoy watching other people play music so much is they're they're out there doing it i'm not i don't have to do it you know and then i get to see what comes out of their brain and not mine because i mean if we had to be honest like your song choices to sing playing ukulele would be much different than anything i would prefer to sing and play but that's also some of the funness of it you know that's the some of the funness of like we went to a jam night i didn't know what anybody was going to play you know and i don't think anybody knew what they were going to play but you got to hear like a whole bunch of different songs but you got to hear other people playing them too so I got to go sit and enjoy music. Somebody else chose all the music, and they even played it, and that's just as much fun, I think, as as actually playing it, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But it's that was, like, one of the things, I think, that drew me to you uh, putting stuff out there was you didn't, like, play to a click track and make everything super, super, absolute perfect, and, and you just, here, I did this, and I don't know if you do them all in one take. Like, I don't know, you know, so like maybe you just do it. This is the first take I did. Guess what? It was pretty good. Let's put it online. Like, I don't know what your formula for deciding what videos you're going to put online is. But like, do you usually sit down and do like 20 takes of a song and then pick the best one? Or how do you do it? Um, No, I I'll usually do it in one take unless I just royally mess up. Um, If I just, you know, uh hit a wrong note forget something forget the words um you know or some other sound in the background you know ruins the whole thing and um you know although a lot of times you know if it's a small enough mistake I'll just keep going but sometimes I'll you know it's just bad enough I I know I need to re retake it um so it would probably you know the finished product would be I'm sure a lot better if I if I practiced it a lot more, took several takes and then picked the best one. But mainly I want to get the song out there before the passion leaves. If I play the same thing over and over again, you know, am I going to have the same feeling each time when I play it? Is it really going to evoke that emotion in, um, in my voice, um, you know, or, or just in my delivery? Because, this might sound sort of silly, but, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people struggle with loving themselves, or at least I know a lot of women that do. <laughs> Maybe guys don't admit to it as much. But um, but when I, when I can watch, like, a video of myself playing, you know, whether I think I'm, I'm not saying I think I'm fantastic or anything, but just, you know, knowing that I, I can see that joy you know, in my, in my face and in my smile as I'm, as I'm singing. And I remember how good it felt to do that. And I just, I feel like it's easier to criticize yourself than it is, at least for me, you know, to criticize other people. I can look at someone else and think, oh, they're valid. They're beautiful. They're, they're worthy. And 
I've personally struggled with being able to see that in myself. So when I'm looking at a video of myself, you know, doing something that I love, um, then I, I can start to, you know, come out of myself a little bit and, and, and love that person, even, even though it's me. Yeah. I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying about like, you want to get, you want to get it out there before the passion's gone. You know, like if you played the song 400 times, are you going to be excited to still play it? You know, and there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing that is more disappointing than going on stage and, or like going and watching somebody go on stage or play and they're just like straight faced and they look like they're super bored about everything that's going on, like non-enthused about playing guitar, you know, and it's like, I mean, there is something to be said about like, maybe like a stone-faced musician, somebody who just never shows emotion. But like, there is also something to say is like, this guy's obviously bored doing what he's doing. Like the passion is gone. You can, like you said, you can see it. You can tell. I mean, sometimes it's in um, facial expressions. Sometimes it's in body language. Sometimes it's in the vocals, you know? And I guess if you're doing all of the everything in the video, I mean, it all comes back down to being on your shoulders. So like, you never know. Like if you played the same song 400 times and then got the perfect recording, you might be just be like, your eyes might have bags underneath them. You might just be like tired. You're all slumped over and just like, I don't even care about this anymore. I just want to do this and get it right. You know, and you're deleting that from ever being an option by, by going through and, and recording it, you know, like you said, um, for the most part, just like one or two takes, you know, and it's just like, Hey, we got it, you know? And that's one of the, one of my favorite things about playing music. You did also mention like messing up, and then uh, stopping and re-recording. But, like, I think that's some of my favorite things about going to, like, jam nights, especially if people are playing songs they've never heard or you're playing on the fly, and it's like all of a sudden you hit a really sour note, and you're like, oh, you know, and all the musicians just kind of, like, look and chuckle and wink at you, you know, a little bit. They're like, oh, hey, you know. Like, we all heard that. That's that's funny, though, you know. And, like, nobody's picking on each other, but I think that's also the beauty of music is, is messing up sometimes, believe it or not. Um, do you ever, like... Uh, try to tackle a song that you think is like too difficult for you and then end up figuring out a way to to champion the song by the end of by the end of it all uh yeah i have there was a song that i just really love uh listening to and i love singing it and the chords that went along with it were and i, I hate to say it i think it was only two chords <laughs> um but there's a certain chord that was just so difficult to finger it takes all four fingers and they're all over the place and um i just i don't know i like i said i get impatient so what i did is i found alternate chords ah. to play and then um looked up videos of well how do people strum this song or how do they how do they play it at all and so i found a pretty simple finger picking pattern that I thought I could do. And so that's like one of the only songs that I actually attempt to, to finger pick, you know, play the individual notes. And really, I just, I don't know. I love singing it so much. Um, but finding those, those alternate chords was the key. Cause I even, I was so hopeful to be able to play it that I even hold the keyboard out from under my bed which I you know like I dabble in things when I was a kid I tried to learn how to play the piano and didn't stick with that either um so I still have a keyboard though and I pulled it out from under my bed and I was like I'm gonna learn how to play these chords on a on a freaking keyboard um you know if that's what it comes to just so that I can sing this song and all right so as typically happens uh my SD card went full it's happened before. It'll happen again. Um, but we're back. So I forgot where we left off. Do you remember? Um, now all I can think of is, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> uh, no, so like we were talking about, oh, here, I know where we can jump back into this. Um, finger picking. So like you were talking about how you you like learned how to finger pick, and that's something that I've, I've tried a handful of times that I'm not the best at. I can pull off a few songs, but I'm just not the best at. Was that something that was like, excruciatingly difficult for you or did you just find a video that helped you figure it out and you just said oh wow it's this is how you do it i found a simple enough super repetitive pattern that i'm so self-conscious about it i think i've only played it in front of a few people um because i feel like it's just too repetitive it's too simplistic and i i want to be able to um you know build on that or you know, find something more complicated. I really want to find, you know, just the 
strength to stop making excuses for why I don't practice enough <laughs> um, and, and let go of that self-consciousness. Like, cause it really shouldn't matter who else is around, you know, if, um, you know, if you feel passionate about something, if you love doing something, then, you know, definitely it's important, I think, to take that time away from everything else in your life, everyone else in your life, and just devote, you know, your uh, your time and your love to that for a while, because that's you loving yourself. Um, I, it comes back once again, I think, to that, like, being self-conscious thing. Oh, we're all self-conscious to some extent, but, like, you're self-conscious about the simplicity of a finger-picking pattern you're using, you know. And I'm over here, and I, it's not that I couldn't do it, but I currently cannot, you know. If you put a ukulele in front of me and said, this is what I'm doing, I would have to practice to figure out how to do it. So I can't do it, you know, as of right now. So you're doing something I can't do. There's no reason to be self-conscious if you're doing something I can't do, you know, regardless of how simple it is. And that's, I think that's something we all forget about so much. I was actually talking with a guy recently about how I think one of the things I enjoy about music is the fact that it's came out of somebody else's head, you know, and like all original songs have some sort of merit in my brain just for the simple fact that somebody else's brain thought of it and mine didn't and probably couldn't have, you know, based on my current wiring, my life experiences and everything. Like I wouldn't have ever thought of that song. I wouldn't have ever thought to put those chords together. And that's one reason I enjoy other people doing it so much. And I think that's, you know, comes back to like that finger picking thing like i don't i no matter how simple it is it's probably still really cool you know you know and that's that's something that i think we should I, i'm sure that we all struggle a little bit with this but uh some of us probably more than others but you know, i think having that self-confidence to get it out there is is i mean you still have the confidence to to do it you know that's something even that you know that's not that I don't, but once again, I haven't. So we're coming back to like, I, I'm still just somebody that can't finger pick, but no matter how simple you can. So we're right back to, you can do something I can't do and it's, it's cool. So no matter how simple you think it is, somebody else probably thinks it's cool. Well, I, um, I had just taught it to myself one day and then I went to a music festival and I was, um, talking to a guy that played mandolin and, um, I showed it to him and we had talked a few other times and he was uh, really supportive. You know, uh, he had seen me like just randomly try to play the uke around a fire pit, you know, and nobody was paying attention. And I was just like, ah, nobody likes it. I'm just like, you know, that jerk at the party that brings the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. But so having uh, the encouragement from, you know, what I consider to be real musicians um, it was just so, so helpful, um, because he was like, oh yeah, that sounds great, you know, and why don't you go play it around the fire and I'll accompany you on the mandolin and we'll put everything together. He's like, you know, this is how people jam. Like, it doesn't matter if it's not perfect, you know, like we're all just here cause we love music. Um, so yeah, that's, that's helped me out a lot. I think. Definitely. I, how do you choose what songs you're going to do? Do you have like any merit or are they just songs that you like? Or is it like this one seems kind of easy, I'll give it a go? Or what do you, what do you choose? Um, I've literally gone on Google and just at the beginning typed in easy ukulele songs. Or, you know, in the books that I have, um, I picked out different songs from there that, that I thought sounded good or that I, you know, enjoyed singing. Um, and, you know, I've, over the past few years, I've taught myself, you know, a few more complicated things than what I knew in the beginning. And it, it feels great, actually, because I, I saved old videos and, um, you know, I, I started off just really not having any confidence whatsoever. Mm. And so the fact that I have allowed myself to build on that um, and that I see so much more joy in myself when I'm playing than when I did at the beginning. Um, that's, you know, that's been a, a big encouragement for me. I think, I don't know. I, I don't want to share like TMI or anything, but I've really struggled with depression. Um, you know, during, you know, the earlier portion of my life. And I think, I think maybe as people get older and wiser and realize what really matters, you know, at least for me, I'm a lot happier now. Um, and maybe it's just a part of like figuring out who you are and who you want to be and allowing yourself to be that person. Um, 
but at the I think at the beginning when I first picked up the ukulele, I was not in such a great place, um, you know, emotionally, and I I needed something to save me. And music, I think, is something that has saved me multiple times and saves so many people. It sounds really cliche, <laughs> you know, oh, dude, your music saved me. Um, but to me, it's true because music is like a, it's a transfer of energy. It's you know someone's deepest, most precious emotions um, that have have been brought to life, you know, in the form of sound. Um, it's it's tr- something truly original and beautiful and art that that you can carry over to someone else, you know, that you can share with another human being. And so when I hear music, you know, I'm able to quiet the voices, you know, in my mind that I don't always want to listen to, anxiety, criticism, whatever. And I can, you know, I can just be in this passion and this love with with everyone else hearing the music, with the person that created it, um, which is why I would love to be able to write my own music, but I I haven't gotten there yet if I ever do. I don't know if people are just sometimes left-brained or right-brained, but I'm the other one. I'm mathematical. <laughs> I'm the other one. Whatever whatever the good one is, I'm the other one. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're doing this podcast outside. We got somebody uh, hanging out kind of nearby, but we're going to keep going because it's totally fine. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of those cool things, though. I think that music is such an escape for people. And I think when some people get their first taste of actually making their own music, they realize how much deeper of an escape it can actually be from, from reality. Because when you're playing music, you don't really have the convenience of being able to allow your brain to like think about something stupid you said the day before, or like this thing that went down at work and I'm mad, or there's none of that. that it, it, there's no room for it in your brain when you're making music, when you're ripping solos, when you're singing, when you're playing the ukulele, when you're doing video recordings. You don't have... Your brain doesn't have the luxury of doing that. So, um, I mean, you can enjoy music, you know, cruising around in your car, singing, singing your pipes off. But, like, if you're playing the music, it's a completely different thing because you're, you're so enamored and, you know, engulfed in it that there's no, nothing else you can even do. I think that's one of the things that, um, I mean, maybe that's just me, but that allowed at least me for a, a greater escape from reality was the ability of that. You have the ability to just shut off everything outside and it doesn't matter. And it's almost like... Like, I'd, I'd go to jam nights, you play a song, and the first thing I think is, like, uh, I hope I'm in the right key. And the second thing I think is, I hope the song doesn't go too long, because if the longer it goes, the more chance I have of screwing it up. But by the time the song's over, it's, it's like, it was like an instant from the beginning of the song to the end. It's like it didn't even happen. You know, I, my brain just shut off. I didn't think about, you know, who else was at the bar. I didn't think about who I was playing with. I didn't think about whether or not it was good enough. I just did it, and that was one of the things I think that, you know, garnished me a little bit of an escape from reality was that. I mean, maybe that's just me being, that's my parallel to your story, I guess. I don't really have too much more to add to it. But, uh, like, who are some of your favorite artists as far as, like, to play their music? Um, Because you said at the beginning you just kind of chose simpler songs, but then you figured out how to play better, and then you were like, well, I want to choose these songs instead. What What are some of your favorites to choose, and why would you choose them? Um, I think one of my favorite songs to play, I've always been a Beatles fan, big time, like ever since I was probably nine years old. And uh, I bought my mom a Beatles CD, you know, because she said she liked them. And I ended up being the one listening to the song all the time, (laughs) or (laughs) listening to the CD all the time. Um, And I've just, you know, respected and loved them so much. They have such a variety of of different types of songs. Um, and so when I finally taught myself how to play, you know, uh, a Beatles song, I just, I felt like I could, um, I felt like I could really, you know, let my heart soar on that one. Um, I don't know if I even know multiple songs from, from different bands. Um, it's just kind of all over the place. It's like, well, what can I find the chords to, what do I, you know, think is in my range? Uh, as far as the stuff I'm able to play on the ukulele, it's way different than, you know, the stuff that I like to sing otherwise. You know, if I could play electric guitar and sing Guns N' Roses, I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> wow, wow, sweet child of mine. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so that's recorded forever on a podcast, thankfully. Um, anyways, yeah, you'd, you'd do Guns N' Roses if you could. but But, um, like, what were some of your favorites? Like, who did you choose other than the Beatles then? Uh, let's see. Well, the uh, that really easy song that I, you know, started off with that had the up-down strum pattern. Um, and it's just pretty much a, a constant chord progression throughout the, the whole song um, was a Taylor Swift song. And she's... You know, uh, what can I say? Like, she writes her own music. That's fantastic. You know, is it cool to like Taylor Swift when you're, you know, in your 30s? Maybe not. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other, to each their own. Right. Um, but I, I really enjoyed playing that. Um, I've enjoyed kind of seeing where I can go with it, singing it in different ways. I don't even remember the last time I heard her sing it. So I just do my own thing, um, and I I really enjoy playing some of the the older what I what I call just like hippie music. Um, there's a song by the Youngbloods, and the lyrics are just so beautiful to that song that um, you know I don't even care if I'm drawing out the notes too long or. You know, if I'm, it doesn't sound exactly like it sounds on the radio, mm-hmm. um, I just want to sing those words because they mean so much to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is definitely something to that, too. Like a song that you attach yourself to the words, somehow I feel like it makes it more entertaining to play the song or, like, you know, sucks you in a little bit more while you're playing it. Like you said, uh, you could, you know, let yourself soar on that one, you know, something like that. Um I mean, conversely, though, uh, just the same exact thing, but the opposite end of it. I've uh, played songs that I don't enjoy, but they're still fun to play, too. So, like, there's songs that it's like, I wouldn't normally ever want to play this song, but it's, like, a little bit challenging and a little bit fun just in the fact of, like, how it's organized, where it's like, this is actually a pretty fun song to play, regardless of the fact that I don't necessarily maybe enjoy the song so much. But that is also a tribute to, like, music and and growing up and appreciating it Uh, a good example is that you said you like the Beatles and I was like pretty much into the Beatles when they were like a pop band only you know I was like really into like their first couple albums tops like that's it like any farther than that I was like this this is weird and I didn't really care for it too much until I got to be an adult and I started to appreciate it more and I've done that with a lot of bands but like it comes back to that thing where like as as a youngster you have a different frame of mind than you do when you get older but like there's some Beatles songs, and I've never never tried to attempt too many of them, but I bet some of them are a blast to play, you know, just based on the fact that some of them are slightly more intricate than, than normal songs, especially the deeper in the Beatles catalog you go. It's like, oh, this isn't just four chords repeated over and over again, you know, with a nice cheery thing going. It's, there's a lot deeper stuff going on here, so you have the ability to, you know, add a lot more depth to the music. You know, that was one of the coolest things about them i guess um as an adult i can say that if you asked me that when i was 18 i would have been like no no they're terrible Beatles are overrated and it's like well that's definitely not the case you know biggest selling band ever in the history of ever maybe but yeah i mean that's that's one of those things i think i enjoy most about music is the fact that you can find joy in more aspects of it than you initially probably thought you would have um, is there anything like that music has, you know, brought you joy doing like, uh, for example, like I said, I know you from playing music, um, online. I see some of your videos here and there when you would post them, but you were talking about playing out in front of a fire, kind of with some other people. Do you play much around other people? Is that something you do or do you just mostly just play for yourself? Um, I, I have to have somebody ask me to play almost. (laughs) Um, I have to have somebody actually be like, hey, why don't you, you know, get out your ukulele? Otherwise, I feel like I'm just interrupting the conversation and, you know, uh, it's just completely unwarranted. I don't, um, I don't know. I don't want to be one of those people that's like, look at me, look at me, look what I can do. And, you know, because when you're singing, I feel like, you know, uh, I don't know, I'm just too awkward I don't want other people to feel like they have to shut up. I don't want them to shut up. I don't want all eyes on me, Um, you know, but I still enjoy sharing it with other people. So, yeah, and um, doing, like, 
small little festivals or singing around a campfire. Um, it's I still get shy, so there have been a few times I've just started off playing alone or I've had, you know, just one person say, like, hey, you know, I heard you play this one time. Like, why don't you play for everybody? You know, I almost have to be, like, prompted to do it. Um, and I don't know, but even saying that, I feel like I'm just being a drama queen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally get you. Like, I get it. So, like, I'd go to jam nights in Barnum all the time. And it's this tiny town. Uh, they'd have jam nights. There's, like, no pressure. Anybody who plays anything can go up there. And, I mean, like, non-drummers sit on the drums and play the drums to songs. Like, that's how open-ended it is. And I'm still, like, sometimes too shy to go up there, you know, because, like, nobody's going to want to hear this. Or, you know, like, you don't need lead guitar on this song. Just play it your play it the way you want to play it. But, like, um, Brad, the guy who plays bass at most of the jams, he would just, like, bring a guitar with and plug it in and turn on the amp and set it there. And it's just, like all you have to do is pick this up and play it. Like, it's right there. And everybody wants you to, so just go ahead and do it. You know, and if it's that convenient, like you said, if somebody prompts you to do it and it's all right there, it's almost like you can't say no. And then you do it and you have fun anyway, so this big self-conscious thing, you know, it comes back to being self-conscious, but it's like this big self-conscious thing is completely alleviated altogether just by convenience, you know, and thanks to Brad just bringing a guitar in there. And, I mean, that's I think some of that is exactly like you said you know you almost have to be prompted and it's like you almost don't want to do it but when somebody asks you to do it you're like yeah I guess so and then you start doing it you're like okay yeah I'm I'm glad we're doing this you know and it's it's something maybe you wouldn't want to choose you know you don't want people to just stare at you and be like the center focal point of attention like you said look what I can do you know Stuart on Mad TV no look what I can do um anyways but yeah so like there's a deep reference for somebody. Somebody will enjoy that on the podcast. Um, Let me but, do it. Yeah, there it is. You know it. You know it. Cool. Cool. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, so like, you, I feel the same way. Like, um, I've got a, I've got a flashy guitar, and I've got you know pedal board that lights up, and I play in a punk band. It's high energy, and I'm running all over the place. But, you know. Is it overcompensation for lack of ability? Because that's like obviously the, my biggest nerve factor as far as playing guitar always. But like when I'm up there doing it, I never think about any of that, you know. And I think that's I'm I'm assuming it's true for you too. Once you're like actually playing, it's not like you were thinking about how nervous you were before. You're just doing it, you know. You're in the moment, and that's comes back to what I think is so good about music. Have you ever played it like? Um, like any jam nights or have you played like at any like quote unquote, I would call them like shows, you know, I'm, I'm using air quotes for people that can't see cause I don't do video, but, um, like, have you ever gone to a show and like played along with another band or been like, Oh, we're going to have Candace up here and she's going to play this song for us or. Um, I've actually, I've done several open mic nights when the Waverly was still open. I liked playing there. Um, and they, the guys that were hosting that kind of went over to the gas lamp and I've played there a few times and that was oh, a cool. lot of fun. Yeah. Um, gas lamp's fun. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy named Jeffrey who's in a band called the sheet and some friends and he's such a great musician. Um, you can tell he loves it and he's so encouraging. I swear every time I've played there, he's like, Candace, you get better every time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, it's that's just been that's been great um as far as playing with other people i know i'm not always playing the right timing and so i get nervous that you know they're gonna be like oh wow she doesn't really know what she's doing um <laughs> that, that's the beauty of folk though folk folk style music you don't really have to you can just kind of meander your way through it right right um so i i I was just kind of playing randomly out by myself um, outside of a bar one time while I was waiting for a friend inside. Um, I just kind of carry my uke around with me and play it randomly um, to pass the time because I don't want to be one of those people that's on my phone all the time. Like, I want to be in the moment, but, uh, you know, I don't know. There was nobody to talk to, so I, I got my uke and I just started playing randomly. And then this lady came up to me and – or few people came up and sat by me and she was like you know I really like your playing I'm doing a a private party I'm a real estate agent and I have um you know all these clients that I'm putting on a party for and I would like you to to play at this party you oh, know snap. can you do a couple of of hours of songs I'm like a couple of hours like I don't know if I know that many songs um and 
so I told her, you know, maybe I'll only commit to one hour. And she was like, oh, please, I really want you to be there, you know, the whole time. You can take as many breaks as you want. It's going to be, you know, super chill. And I was insanely nervous about it. But um, when I when I did it, it was it was great, mm-hmm. you know. And thankfully, I wasn't the center focus. <laughs> I had like, you know, my own little spot out on this patio of a real estate uh, company building, and um, could play out under the full moon, which was great. Cause oh, that's cool. My ukulele's name was Luna, which was like the brand, but mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's a pretty name too. So that's what I ended up naming her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like the first time I, you know, got paid for playing music, I got to be under a full moon like that, and then. The weird thing, if I can just go way off topic, keep going. Um, <laughs> there was a night that I played it at a at a music festival, you know, just around a fire with some with some dirty hippies, you know, my friends, and um, and there was a full moon that night, and that was the last night that Luna ever got to play a song because I was really irresponsible. I set it on the ground and it got stepped on. Oh no! And then I had to actually play ukulele the next morning at a funeral um for a, an old man i knew that had lived a wonderful life was a great guy you know he was 92 years old and he passed from this world and he was actually the one that taught me um he's like you know how you tune a ukulele it's uh it's my dog has fleas yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh he was uh, he came from a super musical family, um, and I love talking about music with him. Before he passed away, we knew, you know, that he was he was not long for this world. And there was one day everyone was freaking out, thinking that was going to be the day. And a bunch of people um, from, you know, my family and his friends rushed over there to, to you know, maybe say goodbye if that was going to be his last day on this planet. And um, I had brought my uke, and um, he was... You know, he was a religious guy. I'm I'm not really myself, but I do think the song Amazing Grace is beautiful and it was it was my father's favorite song as well. Um and I had taught myself to play that at one point. Oh nice. And so I, I played that for him that day. And then back to my original point was, you know, the night that Luna got broken, um I was like, well, I, I need a ukulele to play at a funeral in the morning because um, I'm going to be playing Amazing Grace. So I went and got a, a brand new one, um, and it was an acoustic electric. So mm-hmm. that way, you know, it made it easier for me to, to play at shows and stuff. I didn't have to get any special little microphone for the uke. I could just plug right in. And yep. I was like, if I'm going to spend 100 bucks on, you know, another uke, I might as well spend 200 on one I can actually, yep. you know, plug in. And well, I mean, $100 for a uke, you know, 50 plus for a microphone thingy you got to plug in and then all this other stuff. And it just adds up to being 200 anyways. Plus, you have less hassle. So makes sense. Right. I haven't really solidified a name for the new one, though. I'm toying with ideas. But. All right. So you need to shoot your... <laughs> Uh, suggestions for ukulele names to Candace. Uh, you will find <laughs> all the stuff in the description section. No. Um, you know, I think one of the beauties of the ukulele, like you were talking about how you brought it everywhere, and that's one of the beauties is it's like, it's a pretty, f- it's not a full range instrument. I wouldn't call it full range, but it's got a pretty wide range. You can do a lot of things with it, and it's small, and you can travel with it, and it's non cumbersome, and it's easy for people with big fingers little fingers everything to play you know i mean bigger fingers maybe not so much but it's still like i've got you know big biscuit hooks here Mm -hmm. you know and uh biscuit hooks i got big biscuit hooks i stole that from a guy i worked with um (laughs) shout out to dewey but uh you know i can still play the ukulele pretty well you know there's nothing i have too much difficulty playing and so i never looked at like big hands as like a, a detriment but i also look at the fact that like ukulele like you said you can get a what I would consider a pretty nice ukulele for a hundred dollars, and that's that's pretty insane to think that you can get like an instrument that is that versatile and that portable, etc. And it's it's only a hundred dollars, and I think that's one of the appeals of the instrument because like, I mean, you can get a ukulele for fifty dollars, and it's it's still good enough to play, you know. And that's one of the coolest things because you go get a fifty dollar guitar. I don't know if it's going to be worth playing, you know. Do I mean, they make those? <laughs> there are $50 guitars out there, but um, do you think some of that had to do with, like, your choice of the ukulele when you finally got one where it's like, well, it's really not that expensive. It's kind of small. I, I know you said that six strings versus four strings thing kind of was like a tiny bit of a 
a picker in there, but like, I'm still like, I'm still like kind of, I don't know, just kind of thinking about like choosing the ukulele as an instrument. Um, cause like I said, I, I bought one just to see if I could figure out how to play it, honestly, you know? And once I kind of figured out how to play it, I was like, meh, you know, I like the electric guitar more, but I mean, you obviously like the ukulele more. Um, it's probably easier to sing with a ukulele than an electric guitar though, too. Yeah, I mean, that and I don't have to carry around an amp, you know, in order to make a decent amount of noise. Smart, smart. Um, that, and yeah, I mean, that was one of my main excuses I would make about why I was not getting any better at the guitar. I was like, I just have these girl hands, you know. I mean, I hate to make a sexist comment. I, I'm totally a feminist. I'll go on record saying that. Um, but that was, you know, one of the excuses I like to make with uh, ukulele. Ukulele. I almost said ukulele because ukulele. <laughs> because that was one of the names I was thinking of. It's kind of dumb, but um, so yeah, with with a uke, it's it's much easier, you know, to to finger. Um, there were a few chords on on a guitar that were just like I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get enough dexterity to really pull these off. Um, so I've I found that's a lot easier with a uke, especially with the the chord of F. Like, <laughs> on yeah. a guitar, it was so complicated, and it's so easy on the uke. Also, yeah, the fact that it's portable is lovely, because I I love to travel. Probably traveled more than I should have, you know, at times in my life where I should have stayed and been stable. I decided to travel instead. Um, you know, it's one of those over-the-rainbow kind of things. you got to realize that... You know, everything you need is is right where you are already, mm-hmm. is that you're enough. You know, you, you can find happiness within yourself. Um, but there have been times I've been like, I'm going to go out and find happiness somewhere else. And maybe it's across the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How fun is it that like that over the rainbow feeling you were talking about? And then like one of the most popular ukulele songs ever of all time ever is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It is. And I love that song. I wish I could play it. I haven't put enough effort into learning to try um just because it seems it seems pretty complicated but it's it's so beautiful i love singing it in the shower <laughs> it comes on my comes on my pandora pretty often <laughs> um and yeah the the fact that the you know the guy that that sang it um is i won't try to pronounce his entire name he was he's such a big guy and i kind of feel like maybe that's why a lot of guys like you were saying you'd feel a little weird you know going around with a uke mm-hmm. like i hate to say it but you know is it is it demasculating to have such a small instrument that's you know maybe not in hawaii fire no. yeah <laughs> not I mean, in hawaii it's I mean, a hawaiian instrument yeah, so I mean, well dude i mean i if nobody's seen the video go look it up i can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head honestly but uh yeah, I mean, like, he, the thing just disappears in his hands. That's that's how big he is, you know. And he just wails on it, you know. And it's like, how do you, how are you so good at this? And um, I mean, like, one of my favorite uh, musicians. I've I, for a while I was like, well, I found all of the quote unquote virtuosos of the guitar. Let's look for other instruments because someone's got to be really good at ukulele. So like, I got into like Jake Shimabukuru. I don't know if you ever heard of him but he plays ukulele and that's like his instrument. And I've seen him live a handful of times. I've met him. He's a really nice guy and stuff. And it's, it's one of those things that like, it's definitely not demasculating if that was like what the question would be, because, you know, it's not like, I'm not saying that because he's like so manly, manly up there playing the thing, but it's, you know, he's, he's playing everything anybody could play on a guitar and more and he's doing it with only four strings and, and it's not a hindrance at all. You know, it's not even like a thought, in his mind, I'm sure. Uh, he's got a good documentary if anybody's like, if there's anybody out there that's listening to this because it's Candace and she plays the ukulele and you like the ukulele, I'd suggest watching Life on Four Strings. That's his documentary. Um, it was available everywhere, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, seeing him perform live and, and doing all the stuff he would do with the ukulele was like, this thing can do so much more than I initially thought it would because like you said, it was... I everybody has this image in their mind of like this is a dainty instrument you know ladies play it and it's it has this nice you know higher pitched kind of thing and then they can sing along with it and it's nice and with him it's like not the case so like it helped me understand the range of the instrument more than just being what I thought it initially was you know and I I think that's some of the beauty of of you know 
picking up an instrument and learning more about it and finding those things. Um, have you found anybody that you know that plays ukulele that's like your favorite ukulele player? Oh, there is a guy I follow on Facebook. I'm trying to remember his name. Um, I, I definitely think he is Asian. Um, but there was, I, I don't think it's the guy that, that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I know I saw a video one time of a guy playing While My Guitar Gently Weeps. That's Jake. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yep. because I remember his name, you know, sounding probably maybe Japanese. Uh, yeah, he's actually 50-50. His dad's from Japan. Oh, cool. So... But yeah, his parents got divorced. He had to go back and forth a bunch. He got really famous in Japan for playing like electric distorted ukulele, believe it or not. So he'd like shred it up there like a guitar, like super distorted and stuff. But yeah. Anyways, keep going. Uh, yeah, I was just, I mean, it's its kind of funny to play that song on a uke instead of a guitar. Um, but its it's a beautiful song and the way he did it was just phenomenal. Like I didn't know that the uke was capable of that either you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm just fumbling around here and uh you know some people are, are you know putting out some real genius stuff yeah he actually the original video of that is on youtube and it's like 15 years old it's it's one of the original super old school youtube videos that was out there from like the get-go it was recorded with a junko camera and he just like i think he was in new york at strawberry fields and was just like why not play this song and just whipped it out there on the spot and they recorded it and just uploaded it and it went super viral i mean to the point where he played uh his renditions of songs are all encompassing they play the bass notes they play the the lead parts they play the vocal parts because he doesn't sing along with it he lets the ukulele harmony you know do the singing instead of actually singing so he's playing all the background parts and everything he was actually on a ted talk once doing um bohemian rhapsody which is a really good video, too. Um, when I went and saw him one time live, the program that they gave to everybody, and, like, you walk in, they're like, here's a program. It's like, I don't want, I don't want a program, you know, because I'm like, whatever. But they're like, just take one, trust me. So you take it, and then uh, the show gets to close to the end, and he says, everybody take out your programs and flip to the back, and the lyrics of Bohemian Rhapsody were on there. So everybody sang along while he played it. And it was one of the coolest things I ever, I ever saw, you know. And I, th I think... Uh, I think the ukulele is definitely an underrated instrument. Uh, a lot of people pigeonhole it as we kind of have in this podcast, you know, and uh, it's definitely not just something that should be pigeonholed. And it's fun to see other people out there playing ukulele. I have actually interviewed one other person that plays ukulele, and that's what they use. Uh, they teach lessons and play that um, as a teaching uh, exercise for kids. They she, you know, she like makes songs about washing your hands and things like that and puts them to ukulele tunes and then makes songs for kids to get them to know to wash their hands and they sing along with it, you know. So it's kind of fun to have all these different depths that you can actually have with, with an instrument. Um, you know, we're getting pretty close to the end. We've got about an hour, actually, believe it or not. Um, is there anything I haven't covered that you would like to talk about? Because I know... I know you just post most of this stuff on your personal Facebook profile, so there won't be like a link in the bottom to go find all of Candace's awesome music, but um, you'll most likely be tagged in what I post, so if people want to reach out to you, that would probably be the best way to do it, I guess. Um, but yeah, is there anything else I, I haven't really talked about? I mean, I feel like we've we've definitely meandered through most of the conversation the best we could here. Yeah, I don't think there's really anything else. I mean... I've uh, I've probably rambled here and there, but made, made <laughs> nothing else I could think about rambling about at this particular moment. <laughs> it made my job easy. Um, Candace, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to sit down with me. Um, you know, this is one of the funnest things about doing the podcast is being able to just randomly reach out to people that I wouldn't normally reach out to and talk to them about what they do, um, whether or not they do it as a hobby, professionally, in their basement alone, around campfires, just for fun. It's uh, It's good to... To be able to talk to people um i guess maybe the last question i have do you have any aspirations of taking this to the stage in any capacity or let me ask you this if there was somebody else that was like hey i play ukulele let's make a ukulele duet thingy would would that be something that would interest you i uh i want to say that that wouldn't terrify me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I mean i definitely want to expand upon it i think the funnest thing I can do is, you know, cause like 
if I only know a handful of songs, I play those same songs over and over again, you know, I'm going to get bored with it. So mm-hmm. the best way I can keep, you know, interested and, you know, just bring light into my life is to realize that I'm capable of learning new things and doing new things. Yeah. You know, because... I don't know. I'm not really the kind of person that likes routine that much and life can get that way. So if I can put a spark to it somehow by finding some new interest or some new outlet, you know, I'm, I'm going to try it out. Yeah. It makes sense. Sometimes just having someone else to bounce ideas off of is just enough, you know, or like comes back to them coming in with an idea that you wouldn't have never thought of, you know, and it's like, Hey, check this out. And you're like, that's neat. I want to learn how to do that. You know, and that's, Sometimes just finding the right person to sit next to and bounce ideas off of helps a lot. So, yeah, I guess if anybody's interested in bouncing ideas off Candace, <laughs> drop, drop her a line. Um, like I said, I probably won't have any links because you don't have any, like, dedicated Facebook or YouTube pages to your music. But I don't know. Um, maybe someday. But I, it, it's been really nice being able to talk with you about music because it's one of my favorite things to talk about. You know, it's it's the... Yeah, I I love it so much. I can't even put it to words. There we go. I get it. There we go. But we got an hour. We got an hour worth of words in there already. So Candace, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, baby. Well, we recorded that one outside and you can kind of a little bit hear the crickets and stuff. Um, Yeah. So the two of us actually met up at a jam night at Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern before doing the podcast, and then we had to find a quiet place to do a podcast outside somewhere, and, uh, well, I guess there were crickets and stuff going on outside, so I hope that wasn't too distracting for everybody during the podcast. Uh, we did meet a friend there, uh, well, I wouldn't say a friend, somebody came up and talked to us a little bit in the middle of the podcast, so hopefully that wasn't too much of a distraction. And uh, also my recorder. You know, I ran that SD card full. That's happened before. Uh, At least the batteries didn't die on me this time. But you know what? Rock and roll. That's what it's all about is I'm just uh, out there kind of floating my way through the music scene and trying to get to know everybody a little bit. And I didn't realize that Candace had been to so many shows. There's a lot of people that know her. Uh, I started looking into how many friends we have in common on Facebook. And there's quite a few people in the Des Moines area that seem to know Candace. So hopefully you guys can get to know her a little bit better through this podcast like I did. And, uh... You know, as far as you know, why she does what she does, it's uh, just the desire to do it, and that's what it is. She wants to just see if she can do it and challenge herself, and, and when she's got the drive to do it, she wants to record it, and, and that way she has it forever before the drive is gone, you know? And that's one of those really important things. you got to strike while the iron's hot, and I feel like that is uh, something a lot of us have challenges with, you know? it's uh, I definitely have challenges with that uh, just as much as everybody is, but, you know, it's... It just is what it is, guys, and I I commend her for, you know, at least going out there and and learning ukulele and maybe not having the ornate desire to go out there and try to get famous from doing it, but, you know, just sheerly out of enjoyment, and that's really fun. Um, As far as I'm concerned, that's that's what music's all about right there, having fun and enjoying it, and uh, you know what? If you guys have fun doing what you're doing and you're playing music and you're, you're you're just a basement player, you know, you don't go out in bands or jam nights or anything like that, that's cool. As long as you're having fun, you're doing the right thing with music, and that's all there is to it. And, uh, yeah, i got to say I really appreciate sitting down and getting to talk to her and her taking some time out of her day to talk to me. So thanks, Candice. You know, that was the first time also that I'd ever been to the Boggs Hole Avenue Jam. I've known about it for a year plus, two years, three years maybe even. I've known about it for a while, but I just have never attended. And I'll tell you what, there were musicians crawling out of the woodworks all night long playing music up there and it was insanely fun so if anybody's in the des moines area and you're like i don't know what i want to do and it's sunday night and blah blah this that and the other well go to go to boggs hole avenue tavern and check out that sunday jam night it's pretty fun bring a guitar up maybe you uh, maybe you guys can go up there and play a few too you never know um you know it's there was rotating musicians kind of going up and off all night long everybody would go up there and sometimes someone would just play two or three songs and and duck out or you know let somebody else play their stuff uh Men, women, and children. Well, I wouldn't say children. It's a bar. But, you know, everybody was up there. It was really cool. Young people, old people, everybody. Uh, it's definitely one of the most all-inclusive jam nights I've seen in a while. And speaking of jam nights, I went to uh, the, the Barnum Jam this week as well. Barnum Jam night was packed. You know, I ran into quite a few people there. I even traded a shirt with Scott Kirkhart, and a handful of people came out. 
and uh, bought shirts for me. So thank you guys very much. Um, I also got to say thanks to people who are using our online shop that we've created. That is, uh, it's proving actually pretty beneficial to have an online shop. I never really realized it. I never thought it would. I figured people would just uh, contact me and, and buy a shirt that way. But believe it or not, setting up the shop and having everything available there to purchase, uh, you know, an easy click-through type thing, worked out really well. Worked out really well for uh, for both of us, you know, for me as the person selling and for the customer. Uh, there was no longer 40 messages sent between people and everything. It was just, here's my address, here's the money, send me the goods, and I guess what? You know, I sent the goods out. So there you go. I uh, really appreciate everybody that's been checking out the website, the shop, everything like that, who's been checking out uh, everything on the travels, on our travels to 100 episodes. I've uh, I've talked to about 90 plus people in 100 episodes, only only doubling up a handful of times with a handful of different guests, and it's been fun. It's been really fun. I've got uh, nothing super exciting planned for episode 100, really, but I'm, I've got a guest in mind already, and it's going to be a blast. I can't wait for you guys to, to join me for the 100th episode. And uh, hey, if you guys uh, if you guys are bored, go on social media and let everybody know what your favorite episode from the first 99 has been. Um, it's been something I've been thinking about. Is you know, as I've been doing this almost two years. It's really surprising. I haven't really thought too much about it, but it's really cool. It's really cool. I've gotten to know a lot of people. I've made a lot of new friends. I've gotten to know people who I thought I already knew quite a bit better. And uh, you know what? I've found out that the secret to getting good is uh, practice. It's practice. That seems to be the, the common thing through all these podcasts. But yeah, I got I to say thanks to everybody who's been listening through all 100 episodes. Uh, some of them, just picking out your favorites, whatever it is. Go back and listen to some of your other favorites. Share them if you want to. And uh, you know, if you really, really, really want to support what we got going on here, check out the Audible Farm shop. I really appreciate that. And you know who else I appreciate? Couchtown Coffee. Go back to the intro, listen to that code word, save yourself 20% on anything at couchtowncoffee.com this week. They've been with us for, well, guess what? Almost 100 episodes as well. They've been with us almost, almost since the beginning. And I'm really appreciative of that. Uh, You know, Couchtown Coffee's been fueling me through this, through all 100, I swear. Uh, It's every morning and sometimes at night. It's Couchtown Coffee. And uh, you know what else fuels me to do this? Everybody listening. Everybody that listens to this. Everybody that stops me in public, no matter how awkward I am, and says, Hey, this has been a really great experience to sit down and listen to you talking to all the other musicians about what makes them tick and some of the things they've done in their stories. So i got to say thanks to everybody that's been listening. So the, this has been 99 episodes of Awesome. I, I couldn't have asked for anything more. So i got to say thanks to everybody. We will see you on that downside Uh, It'll be episode 100 next week. So catch up next week, and uh, we'll check you guys later. Peace.